0: You are listening to Backstage. I'm your host, Mike Towell. For the last six years, I've been traveling to conferences around the world as a journalist so that I can get backstage with some of the greatest entrepreneurs, artists, scientists, and people doing big things differently. I'm so excited to launch the Backstage podcast and look forward to sharing the stories of these unconventional leaders and learning more about them and why they do what they do. For our first episode, I had the opportunity of speaking with Ryan Surhan, who I'm sure you've heard of from the hit TV show, Million Dollar Listing. Ryan made some major moves in 2020, leaving the brokerage he has been with for most of his career to rethinking where the real estate industry will be in the year 2030. Welcome, Ryan. Please give us a little background on how you got started in the real estate business.
1: I moved to New York in 2006. I had the first two years where I was trying to be an actor. And then I uh, ran out of money. It was either go home, uh, you know, get a bartender job, become a waiter, uh, or a friend said, get your real estate license, rent apartments. You know, Um, if you rent a $2,000 a month apartment, you can make $1,000, right? When you're in commissions after you're split with the house. And uh, that's how I got into it, man, was just to pay my bills at the end of 2008, I started when Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy on that day, which I didn't realize was as bad of a day as it was. And and I just sort of, now I'm here, honestly. Like, I just didn't stop. I just kept going and it didn't take a day off. And, you know, in the sales business, especially in real estate, like one deal leads into another and then you're following up with that person. It leads into three other things and you meet that person and then you get a listing and it's an open house. And then three years go by. And, you know, then I had to take a step back and really realize like, Hey, okay, this is a career now. Let me, let me actually structure my life to make sure this is a career and keep going. And, and now, I'm here.
0: what was your biggest challenge getting started right in the beginning?
1: I didn't know anybody. Right. I wasn't from New York. I was trying to be a real estate agent in New York city. I didn't grow up here. I didn't have friends here. I didn't go to school here. Um, it was, uh, so it was tough, like lead generation. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not a salesperson in a store where I, you know, as people walk into the store, I have to try to sell them shoes. It's like, okay, you don't have any of this real estate as your own, none of it's yours, uh, and none of these people know you, but try to connect them <laughs> and try to do it in a way where everyone trusts you and wants you to be there throughout the entire process and then pay you money for it. But they definitely don't need you. They don't need you. They don't need you. You know, this, so that was definitely the hardest, was figuring out how to create clients, how to meet new clients, um, and how to, how to actually build a business. Because the real estate brokerage business is, it's people business. It's who you yeah. know, how you know them, how you take care of them.
0: What was ultimately your route to start getting your first clients?
1: Strangers, you know, strangers on the streets, strangers uh, in Craigslist. Um, I would post ads for rentals and mm-hmm. um, I would get clients and I'd meet them on a corner by a Starbucks and we would then go and I'd show them other apartments. It was, you know, meet people at the gym. I was like the one place I went to that wasn't the office. You know, <laughs> the gym, because none of my friends could afford apartments, right? It was uh, a lot of that. It was strangers on the street, strangers off of Craigslist, meet people in the gym. Those were my first, 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 first clients. Uh, and pregnant women uh, at Starbucks. Um, it was going up to pregnant women and telling them that they look great and that they looked like they needed more space
0: that's uh that's very original and very unique. yeah your last twelve or so years in real estate what what has been one of the most valuable lessons you've learned?
1: I've learned to be uh, really really gracious of of other people. Um, mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today if it weren't for the help of a lot of other people, either picking me to sell, picking me to purchase, picking me to help sell their building, picking me to be on a TV show. And I've learned, and I'm still working on it to this day. I've learned uh, that gratitude that way is a really, really big thing. Um, And it goes a long way, right? Uh, I think that's one of the big things. I mean, we could talk for like 10 hours about that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we won't take that much time on it. How do you manage to navigate the often like unrealistic expectations of clients, whether it be buyers or sellers?
1: I try to have very, very clear communication with everybody. Mm -hmm. I try to talk very calmly at all times, be excited when they're excited. And I try to be empathetic when they're sad. Um, And I try to really lay out all the possibilities, right? When people have tough conversations or they have conflict with clients, it's because most of the time now things can happen all the time randomly right but it's because most of the time they have not set clear expectations right so then they're like oh dude my client's so difficult he just wants me to do this 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 this, all the time and I just can't do it like well you probably should have told him before you took on the job took on the listing that this is how you work so that way he wouldn't call you to say hey I need you to jump do jumping jacks all day long because you would have told him oh by the way I don't do jumping jacks yeah Set those expectations and the reason people don't do it is because of fear right fear of loss they, mm-hmm. they don't open their mouth they're not honest they don't communicate well because they just want the business so bad it's like they're willing to go through the pain of having unhappy clients uh, instead of just maybe getting a little less business but then all your clients are happy people what's
0: a deal in your career that you're most proud of
1: my head goes to like all the big ones you know, I, I think that uh, you know the deals that I'm the most proud of are, are probably the ones where I've represented a, a seller when, like, I've really, really been able to actually help them. You know, mm-hmm. a long time ago, uh, there was a listing in 1965 Broadway, um, and I was the third broker on it, and the woman really, really needed to sell. Um, uh, it was expensive. Again, this is Manhattan, and so she, you know, was trying to sell for like eight or $9 million. Um, she was going through a really, 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 really messy divorce. And she couldn't afford to lower the price, unfortunately. Right? And all these brokers were like, no, dude, she's crazy. She won't touch the price. The market, the market, the market, the market. And it, she was such a good person. Uh, and it was in such a tough position and would like cry to me, right? Like just have a, should have a really, really hard time. Um, and I listed the apartment for, I convinced her to list the apartment low. And we mm-hmm. put into the agreement that she didn't have to sell it for a certain number uh, if she didn't want to. But I said, let me just try to list it low. Let me drive activity and let me see what I can do. Let me see if I can get you your number if you let me list it aggressively. She's like, no, that never happens. People are just, saying, if you listed at eight or seven nine nine nine, people are just gonna give me six and I don't wanna do that. I was like, let me just try. Cause she'd been listed close to 10 for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, And she was willing to negotiate. So I got her to listed 7.75, which she couldn't afford to sell for. uh, And we sold it for 10 and a quarter. Wow. Uh, We got two people who came in quickly who were looking around seven or eight. um, And they were like, oh shit, this is a huge price drop. This is an amazing deal. We want it. They both came in at the asking price, 7.75, because it was inexpensive at that point. Again, huge numbers, but relatively speaking, Mm -hmm. a good deal. I went back to both and said, listen, guys, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm an idiot. I drastically underpriced this. Uh, we have too many people that want it. And one of the buyers was like, well, what's it going to take? It, you like came up right away to like eight and 85 and nine. I was like, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I don't work We're trying to, we're probably just going to bring the price back up to where it was before. And he's like, where was it? It was like close to 10. He's like 10 and a quarter. Don't put it back up. I want it tomorrow. It's like, oh, okay. Wow. Had it been priced at 10 though, guy probably never would have come through. So to this day, she still sends me an email a month, you know, and a text saying, yeah, thank you. I'm like, seven years ago, it's okay. We're good. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: But that's how much it meant to her at that difficult point in her life.
1: Yeah, it was a financial struggle at the time. That's for sure.
0: Tell me a little bit about
1: what you have going on now. You know, I,
0: I read up a little bit on, on the new brokerage you launched and checked out your website. It's definitely something innovative, something creative very much with the times and very different than most conventional Real estate brokerages.
1: A couple of years ago, I hit a tipping point. You know, my team uh, was doing, on average, about a billion dollars in sales a year, and I had agents cross country, and it's like, okay. So I figured out how to do this. I know how to do it, but I, uh, I'm doing it for a company that I don't own, and a company that you know treats me just like every other agent for the most part. Um, let me go and see what else is out there for me, right? Like maybe there's another place that would give me more. I, I You know, I don't know. So I reached out to um, a couple different companies and I interviewed with them and they didn't understand the future. They were all about helping me now. Um, I was like, I don't need help today. I want to make sure that I'm coming to a place that is going to help me sell real estate in 2030. How do I, how do, I do that? How do I get there? Um, and no one had a good answer for me. They all said the same thing. We're committed to the resources. We're funded, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, but, but the world is changing so much every day. Like 2030 is gonna be here in a heartbeat. You gotta you got to understand what the future's like and no one can get it. Um, and so I made the decision, if it, you know what? No one else is doing this the way I want to do it. No one else understands how to use exposure for the benefit of clients. No one understands how to advertise through social for the benefit of real estate. No one understands how to sell through media. Um, uh, And I have a big following, so I'm going to do it on my own. And so we spent quarantine um, putting it all together and, and launched in September and we are a real estate brokerage um, really set up for, what I'll call the marketplace of tomorrow uh, we're powered by media and we're grown through training and our membership base our agent base sells with us all day long. And there's now just over 6,000 of them uh, that we have built in the last year, uh, year, 14 months, I guess mm-hmm. um, in 108 countries. And, uh, and we're able to lead our business model by being agent first. And we really invest in the training of our agents to make sure that they are the best that they possibly want to be.
0: So the agents on your team are currently already global?
1: Uh, the agents in our, in our course platform. So okay. do an online sales course called Sell Like mm-hmm. your hand Course. You go to ryanserhant.com course. And there's uh, a membership community there that's awesome. And mm-hmm. so they're all there um, and they're all over the world. My company here in New York, where we're licensed as, as brokers, I don't have a team. I have, I have agents who work here as part of the brokerage. Mm-hmm. And so they're all based here in New York.
0: And tell me a little bit about like the media first approach that you're taking and Sirhan Studios. A couple of years ago, I was um, at the Summit at Sea and saw Gary V speak there and he was saying, whatever business you're in today, you're in media." Furniture, media.realestate, media.fashion, you got to recognize that you're a media company first. And you know the real estate industry, as you were saying before, is very much like it's a dinosaur industry. A lot of people are still thinking the old way. I think the pandemic's really forced a lot of companies to start realizing like, okay, we have to use media. So tell me a little bit about the media first approach that you're taking.
1: Uh, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I kind of made that determination with my team three years ago. So we set up a, a studio, basically a production mm-hmm. studio um, within the brokerage. To the benefit of the agents and mm-hmm. of our clients, and we create content all day long, and we create consistent content that is true to who we are and the stories that we're trying to tell with the properties. Um, and we have a large platform that we can promote all of that content on. Uh, and I do believe that we are, uh, in part, a real estate media company. Like we're not real estate developers. I'm not. Car- I'm not a carpenter. I don't build any of the things that we sell. You know, oh. I connect buyers to sellers, sellers to buyers, buyers to developers. So on and so forth. But I, I do all of that through media, right? Through social, through YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse. Like, you know, we, we use everything that we can um, at our fingertips to promote what we have. And as salespeople, right? We are we're marketers, right? And today, given everything that we have in our phones, we're medium.
0: And do you have any plans on expanding the brokerage outside of New York City?
1: Yes, we will. Uh, we okay. just started. We are 97 days old right now in New York. So 2021 is all about planting our flag and getting headquarters up um, and making sure that New York City is ready to go. And then from there, we will we will start to expand when the time's right.
0: And where do you see New York City real estate going like after the pandemic?
1: You don't bet against New York. If you look at New York City 2002 to 2008, it was the biggest boom market New York City's ever known. And that was directly after 9-11, when everyone said that New York was over. New York is, New York is done. No one, it, it's just too scary to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and New York bounced back harder than it ever had before because New York was on everybody's mind, right? New York was mm-hmm. the city, it was the epicenter of everyone's hearts all over the world. And then in 2008, you had the financial collapse, right? Uh, Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. in September. Markets come crashing down. New York, again, all over the news. Market's terrible, right? It's over. New York's done. It's done. And then a couple of years later, 2012, right? 2011, 2012 to 2016, the market goes on an even bigger tear. Price points. People are buying condos in New York City for $100 million. Are you crazy? $200 million. Uh, nuts in 2014 yeah. and 2015. Didn't feel like it at the time. It's not like in 2014 and 15, we were like, wow, we're crushing it, yeah. but but we were. And now, right, the market started to get soft again, and then COVID hits. Again, New York, all over the news in every newspaper, the epicenter. It started with a guy in Westchester, right? There's bodies, people were showing bodies in bags Mm. on the side in refrigerators, people dying left and right. It was crazy to shut the city down, it's over, New York's done, it's done, it worked from home. No one's ever gonna wanna be in New York ever and ever, ever again. I I anticipate the greatest bull market in the history of New York is gonna start this summer. Um, And it's gonna last for the next four to seven years. I don't know how long, uh, could be as, as, as small as four years, could be probably as great as seven, probably not much longer than that, because by that point we'll need another reset and it'll be for some other reason.
0: Lately, we've been seeing a lot of people from cities like New York moving to Miami. Um, what's your take on the current market in South Florida and Miami specifically?
1: I like it a lot. We obviously do a lot of business down there. Just sold a large penthouse down there um, three weeks ago. Uh, it's a great market, it's a good tax market. Uh, for us. And it's a complimentary market, right? It's warm New York. It's the sixth borough. It's, you know, just kind of, you know, people want to have their place in New York City, their place in the Hamptons, their place in Miami, place in Palm Beach, right? Um, And so it's a complimentary great market that we can can kind of do business in left and right. Um, And that's definitely a market that we'll go to when ready.
0: Who is someone in the industry that you most admire or most inspired by and why?
1: I feel like I take a lot of risk. But at the end of the day, I'm just taking risk with my time. And where I take risk with money uh, is my own choice, right? Any nerves or fear or anything that I have, it's, it, I, I put myself in this position, um, but I'm just a broker at the end of the day. It's not my real estate. There's a developer who's a close friend of mine named Michael Stern mm-hmm. um, who runs a company called JDS. Uh, and he's built a lot of amazing buildings. And there's a project he's doing on 57th Street right now called 111 West 57th Street. One of the penthouses just sold for $50 million. It's a a gorgeous, gorgeous project. It is so tall. You can see it from space. It's insane. Um, And he started assembling that site when he was 30. Wow. And like, I'm 36 and I can't even imagine having the balls to borrow that kind of money to be able to put up a tower like that in the future in a market we don't even know what we're gonna get into um, and actually execute. And actually build it and actually make it happen. Uh, and actually have people buy it. I don't know. It's uh it's really it's been cool to watch that process.
0: Yeah, he's got a great project going up here in South Beach now too, the Monad Terrace. Yeah, Monad
1: Terrace. Yep, yeah, that's there. I've tried selling units there, have been unsuccessful. Uh, but it's beautiful, Jean Naval, everything. It's really, really cool. There's some great deals there, like you know uh some great great deals he's doing one south side park now is that what it's called uh he announced it yesterday the renderings if you go to jds's instagram they're insane like wow. the, whole, the building yeah it's in brickle it's a, it's a big rental project um is that the is,
0: one with the old fire station
1: yes yeah okay. yeah it looks look at the renderings they just put it up on jds development on instagram they are bonkers yeah. Like he builds shit that you're not supposed to build.
0: If there's any, in any way that me or my organization could be of any resources to you here in Miami, we have a network of all the brokers, all the agents cross brokerage that we work with. And we're working on building a lot more community here, creating like in-person events that bring agents together, agents with okay. passion and purpose.
1: I'm, all about that. So any agents in Miami, you can connect me to any way I can be in front of them, both for my, my business, but also for, you know, our sales course, um, and as a referral network back and forth, you, you tell me, man, I'm, I'm in the real estate agent business. So i okay. um, uh, happy to be of, uh, of service of help. You let me know what I can do.
0: Okay, perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. All right.